We're back, boys. This time we're hopefully we're yep, we're recording. I was just it looked like it wasn't for a second, but we're in. We're back with Clark. We're talking about local music, specifically Provo music. Provo, Utah, that is. I don't know if there's another Provo out there. <laughs> but probably. Yeah, you know, knowing the United States. I feel like I've heard that recently, just like there's a like ten of each city in every state, I feel like. Or in different yeah. states, you know, there's always throughout the throughout the United States. Always a duplicate. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. Good old local music. I don't know if, if anyone needs to know what that is, you get some guys in your neighborhood, they make some music <laughs> and play it. There's the, the Webster the Merriam Webster dictionary definition of it. Of local but, music. Uh, of local music. Yeah. Great. Uh you know, it's not something I had experienced until I moved to Provo. I grew up in Nevada, Southern Nevada by Las Vegas, the local scene around there. I have a friend who talks about how it's really good, and I wish I would have hung out with them more when I was in my concert-going days, which is basically right now. I'm not down there. <laughs> Got to hit him up. Yeah. Leslie, if you're listening to this, uh, hit me up when this is all done. <laughs> but he's always like, yeah, there's a crazy punk scene down there, I guess. But Oh, that sounds like a great as a, time. As a young man, I didn't know that. But... Yeah, the Provo area, it's the most accessible thing I've ever experienced. Going to concerts as a as a kid meant there was a like a concert hall kind of place, you know, like a bigger venue. Yeah. Hundreds of people or maybe like 100, 150, whatever. The band came out, they played, whatever, and then they left. But being yeah. here, even in the, the whole valley of Provo, Salt Lake, everything, every band I've seen, basically, I've talked to afterwards. It's Which like is, a, it's always like a little after party. Yeah, it's nuts. Now, Clark, when did you start going to shows and stuff in Provo? Yeah, so we, uh, my mom really wanted us to, uh, my siblings and I, to be the Von Trapp family band, and <laughs> <laughs> she hired a guy to come and like I would play guitar, my brother would play bass, my sister would play the piano, and someone would like sing and do some kind of percussion. And so he was like our band teacher for me and my siblings. Anyways, that didn't last very long, but it was fun while it lasted. And he was like, oh, hey, if you guys are interested, me and my buddies just started this band. Like, we're just kind of getting into it, and we're playing a concert. We're called Fictionist. And I was like, sounds cool. And I think I'm pretty sure... I was in high school, but I think I was a freshman. I definitely couldn't drive. I remember not being able to drive, but I think my older brother could drive, which yeah, means I was a freshman or a sophomore. Probably a freshman. Let's say freshman. Anyways, we went down to the old Valor, which for those non-local to the Provo area is just this tiny venue. It's got such a weird, eclectic, cool vibe. And some of the most amazing concerts for for how cheap it is to get in and for how like worldwide unknown the venue is it's pretty impressive which what artists have played there and stuff but anyways we went and it was amazing and i spent like i don't know like at least a con at least a concert a month for like the rest of my growing up in provo at the volor and probably often more than that and there's just so many awesome shows that that i saw there yeah that's 
Man, I can't even imagine growing up next to it. Because, yeah. like, I feel like I said it before, but the velour, it's everything there is just so, like, accessible. Like, you show yeah. up, it's not a scary place. There's no, it, like, 18 or older or anything no. like that. It's it's open to any age. Kids In fact, are running around often sometimes. be, like, yeah, little babies <laughs> there with, like, the baby headphones on. Yeah. yeah. And it's it doesn't take away, they have a really neat vibe because you think of, like, oh, kids are there. Or anything yeah. like that, you think, oh, it's going to be some cheesy whatever, but nah, it's pretty nuts. And I remember, yeah, oh yeah, go for it. Oh, as you say, there's like there's like a little bit of seating off to the side, so if, if people need to like take a seat, they can kind of scoot away. But then if you want to get crazy, you go up at the front, yeah. Yeah, the classics. I remember being, I don't even remember when, it had to be, it was a couple months after I moved up here and we were roommates. I don't remember the whole circumstance there, but... uh you were going to a show, and we had talked briefly. We were, like, just knowing each other. Yeah. And we had talked briefly about, like, music and whatever. And we ha- we have a very similar taste in some regards, so I think we talked a lot about that. But yeah. you were like, hey, I know these guys. They're playing a show. Come see them at this place down the street. And in my brain still, I was like, Provo is not a big enough city to where it's going to be, like, <laughs> something. Yeah, like a professional, yeah. a professional uh I don't want to say event, but like a whole thing. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I know what you mean. But showing up and then I don't remember who the openers or anything were, but I remember like halfway through. Oh, I can't remember what they played, but Fictionist. Was it Fictionist? Was, it was Fictionist okay. the first time I went there. And it was just like this mind blowing. I was like, they've got like a full on actual sound, dude. It sounds good. This is like crazy. Like the quality of the music and everything. I was like, this is nuts. And then watching Stuart slowly descend into madness at the end <laughs> when he, when they do the encore it, of City of War. Yeah, yeah, and he's just like going crazy and every oh the whole thing. I was like, hey, that was and I paid what was it like eight bucks? And yeah, I was like, yeah, you know, I can definitely. get into this. And yeah, after I after that experience, I went. I mean, like at least once a week, I just yeah was dying. I was looking for something all the time. Like, is anything going on over there? Well, and it's probably but, worth mentioning, like, we'll, we'll get into some of the other local guys, but I feel like for my personal experience and also just kind of for the whole local music scene, Fictionist is kind of at the hub of all of it, or at least those guys, yeah. at least specifically Stuart Maxfield and Robbie Connolly. They, I don't oh, know. Oh, you can't I, forget uh, Aaron, the man who plays. Oh, yeah, is Aaron that his name? Anderson. He plays, plays in every band. For, yeah. <laughs> plays drums for every yeah, group. Yeah, true. And then yeah, there's Brandon Kitterman too. He's the fourth guy. He's the Jesus guitarist. Um, <laughs> everyone always thought he looked like Jesus. Um, anyways, yeah, those guys. They they just they're all extremely talented, and the music they make. Everyone who hears it, especially everyone who hears it live, is like, wow, this is something else. And I'm not exactly sure why they never like became the guys. I mean, I know they had a deal way back when with Atlantic, and they kind of were like, hey you guys are crushing our creativity. We're going to do our own thing. So maybe that's the only reason that they never, uh, you know, really took off as fictionist, but they've just, they do their own things and they're always just at the center of everything that's going on. So I feel like a lot of people are pretty fictionist adjacent. Yeah, exactly. It's, I remember, I think just going off of like the musicianship and like seeing them live and being like, Oh mama there. It was like the fourth or fifth time I was seeing him at that point. I believe you were there as well, but, uh, the the time when uh, Robbie's keyboard broke, 
or it just like wasn't <laughs> yeah. going. And he's like, ah, that's, uh-huh. no, that's no big deal. He noodles around on the guitar a little bit. He's like, ah, I got this. I'll just play it on the guitar. And it was like, yeah. wow. What a what a maneuver. I mean, obviously he knows the music well. They all they wrote it. But at the yeah. same time, it's like you're you're ready to play this on a keyboard and you just kind of practicing it on the keyboard. Yeah, and you just moments notice he's not even stressed. He was like, Oh yeah, okay. I'll just pull out the guitar. That's fine. Yeah. But when when thinking about this whole thing, I was thinking about oh, we could talk about bands, we could talk about whatever, but I a bunch of just moments stuck out in my head. <laughs> Yeah, because like over the last five or so years of going there, it's just been like, I, it's live music has been so much a bigger deal to me in my life. Yeah, just because there's so many moments I remember of just the yeah. first. I don't. I don't even know how to describe it. Like the first time we went and saw Sego. I mean, obviously oh, yeah. my first time seeing Sego. I don't know how many times you'd seen him before that, but. I, don't, I think you you showed up pretty earlyish on into my Sego experience. Like I had huh. seen them a couple times, but like I didn't start loving them until we were going to them regularly. But yeah, man, seeing Sego, having them just playing and talking and yelling, and it's like I don't even know yeah. what this is, but I know that I'm I'm a fan and I'll be around for it. Yeah. But yeah, man, it was wild. And then just that just always blew me away. Was I would every time I'd show up, it's like this new guy. I feel like I text you a lot now about music and stuff, but I feel like at that point it was the height of my hey Clark, I I saw this or this. Well, it was nice because we were roommates, or or at least we were spending a lot more time like together. And yeah, it was just yeah, it was it was that was really fun. And we should also mention like yeah the rooftop concerts. So that's oh, that's yeah. another like. The, the lore adjacent and lit, fit, physically adjacent like it's just down yeah, the right street, there but but yeah they uh started out on a rooftop of like parking garage and then moved down to the ground because it got so huge and yeah, it got uh, very big it was like a whole yeah. block at the end there they had cascade that one time and that, were you yeah. there for that one yeah like, i was not there but you're in provo yeah i went yeah, to that, that one, one a little bit that one was insane yeah that was like yeah. a big that was not just it was a free provo so like people traveled yeah it was also yeah. an interesting group of individuals showing up to that one. You know, <laughs> yeah, you saw a lot of, uh, I don't know if you've seen before the baked potato suit where it's like, a, it's so. like a jumpsuit, but it's all like tinfoil looking and shiny. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But yeah, that was cool. And that's another thing is just like Cascade and dudes that work with them are just like hanging out in Provo. Yeah. And that's, I just can't, I don't even know where to start i should have planned this better because i have so no, many thoughts but i'm just like shotgunning them all i was thinking i feel like this is better i feel like just, <laughs> just from trying to go for it and it might be a little easier to not take so so much time up we can just kind of stop whenever we choose but yeah um but i wanted to say the other like so my favorite memories are are uh with local bands that have stayed local and uh and you know just have had a lot of memories with them but there's also been like a couple of like cool stories like i used to go see at the velour for seven bucks and they're not exactly local i think they're actually from las vegas but i used to go see imagine dragons like all the time and i'll never forget like going to see imagine dragons a couple of times i'm like dang these guys are so good but their recorded stuff was like the worst quality. <laughs> and so like, it was so, it was always like, Oh, I can't wait to see them as dragons again. Cause they're so good live, but their music sucks recorded. <laughs> and, uh, um, 
and I would, I like invited some of my friends from high school. I think this was probably like my sophomore or junior year. And I was like, Hey, do you guys want to go see this band called Imagine Dragons? Like, it's like seven bucks at the Valor, and they're like, nah, we're going to go to this party or whatever. And then like two years later, everyone's like, we're going to go pay 50 bucks to go to the, <laughs> you know, the big arena up in Salt Lake City to see Imagine Dragons. Do you want to come? And that's kind of like, you guys? <laughs> you really missed but, on that one. Yeah. But no, I mean, they still put on a great show even as the, the big guys. But but yeah, they, they were, they used to play all the time in Provo. And the, those were, they were fun. And I think they've played like they played like a charity like at the Valor concert where it was like a select few people. I don't know. Well, no, I I read about that once actually. They had tickets were out, but they were like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. And yeah, it was all. It was like I think them and Neon Trees too. Yeah, uh Neon Trees. Neon Trees used to play at the Valor all the time. Yeah. Oh man, I just think about like you were saying they played at the the arena, and that is such a different experience though too. Yeah, seeing anyone in a bigger venue, because you kind of lose the reason you see live music, and I feel like it's yeah. it's all about you're close, you're there. Well, you're... it's the energy. The yes. energy in in us in a room is so much different than the energy in this giant arena where you're so far away and you're just kind of like, I don't know. Well, because at that point they're still almost at this celebrity status of they're all the way down there. They're yeah. on this stage. They have this whole They're setup. They're not accessible. My favorite thing about Valor is that you show up and it's like they slap everything up there. It always feels like it takes two hours, but I'm sure it's like <laughs> yeah. half an hour. But uh, they slap everything up and then they're just like playing some random sounds or whatever. Like, okay, yeah, let's get it. And then like they figure it out halfway through the first song and then everything sounds good. But it's yeah, just, yeah. It's like. There's some errors along the way, you mean? Yeah, like they're like, it's, oh, whoops. <laughs> it's the most human experience you can get, I feel like, with live music. Yeah. And I'm sure there are other venues around like that, but it's I feel like it's it's a perfect if I could see every band I've ever wanted to see at Valor, I'd be I'd be very happy about it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But yeah, that's it's also interesting. I've tried so hard, and for everyone that has ever talked to me in the last five years, I have campaigned so hard to get basically everyone i know to go to valor because it just gets me so excited you know yeah. i'm just like ooh, this is good and there's a show coming up and you don't understand how good it's gonna be so please just come <laughs> and then everyone's like and you'll no, see it's it's kind of it's local stuff so i don't really care it's, yeah and i'm like man you don't get it like you can't get it unless you show up that's how I felt about tab man he, he never <laughs> wanted to come but no yeah tab wasn't I, it. I always wanted him to love it yeah it just wasn't his scene so that's fine but but yeah um yeah there's just so many experiences i remember yeah i remember like bands like i remember seeing uh not to like just talk about fictionists the whole time but i'll never forget hearing them play before i'm old which is one of their older songs it's not on spotify anymore but you probably find it on youtube or something and it's got a really tender message and Stu started crying while he was singing it and then, and then, like everyone in the uh, the audience just sang it, and he like just stepped back from the mic, and everyone sang it, and it was like, like there's been seriously spiritual moments there, and and it's just like different, like even even watching like Penguin Mofex and those guys just go nuts. It's like, it's not the typical spiritual experience that you'd expect, you know, in a quiet moment at church or something. It's like, but it but it's spiritual. It's just, I don't know. 
Oh, it hits you right in the soul, man. I was speaking of Penguin Mofex. I could do that probably all day. But (laughs) I I remember the first time I I saw them. It was they were opening for Sego. I think I missed it. You did, and I texted you just fervently throughout the entire experience Uh i was like hey you gotta if you can get out of the car and run here faster please do it because this is this is one for the books what did they cover they covered uh they started off with uh their song gutter quarter they started a lot of times with a cover and that time they started it with smash mouth the all-star and i was like (laughs) and they go right into that song and my mind was just blown like i was thinking about it earlier and it was the same feelings i got as like a kid like you're a child and you're first learning about music and my experience with that was my dad was all about metal and was just showing us like awesome. slayer and that kind of stuff and i was like yeah. oh yeah you know as a kid that's the coolest thing on earth and i remember standing there like what even 15 20 years after that with my dad and just having the same feeling of like this is just cool like this is i don't know how to describe it beyond that but you just you get that feeling of Hey, this is just a really neat thing that's happening right right in front of me, and yeah. I just need to take it in. Yeah. But yeah, they're one of my favorite groups to see live, just because they're all so excited to yeah, play. Yeah, they've got they've got the energy. Oh yeah, I think, and I think that's probably like what I would say is the common denominator between all of the favorite bands that I've seen is just they're like they're so into it. Like they start playing, and all of a sudden they're on like a different plane, and like. And when you're at the Valor in that close quarters, you like kind of go there with them. And you're like, yeah, oh you really gosh. feel it. Yeah, because they're you can you can see it in their eyes. You can see the sweat on their face as or, they're uh, doing it. I remember we when I went to an Imagine Dragons show, he was smack. He always had a snare drum that he would hit because he just sang otherwise. And he like smacked his hand so hard that he started bleeding. He like oh. missed the snare drum, and so yeah, it's just like you can see their sweat or sometimes literally their blood. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's yeah, yeah it's I very just, visceral. Uh, I had a hard time. I try to give things a moment to kind of sink in before I'm like, that's my favorite, whatever <laughs> you know, or that yeah. was the best of whatever experience I had. But I can't describe the feeling of like seeing Penguin Mofex and at the end they're playing Snake Bite. It's like <laughs> you hear that start coming on and you just know that it's going to be like 60 people in a room screaming Snake Bite for like six minutes straight. Yeah. And it's like there's no greater feeling. I was just, oh, yeah. I miss that a lot. I have like five videos of Nate just running around yelling Snake Bite. Oh, and yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, that's yeah, a great experience. Give the kids some candy, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> i miss that so much this is making me i have this whole pandemic that's like that became a a staple in my life was going to valor almost several times a week and now that i've been at home just thinking about it for months i'm really sad yeah but or that buzzards and bees didn't happen this year that was like my favorite oh yeah buzzards and bees that's worth mentioning the two times that happened it was my favorite part of the entire year Oh, Stu got sick and he still played through it. Oh, I have a great, I have a great <laughs> clip. I have uh, just like five seconds of Stuart coming out. I need to just make a quick video of like that whole concert because I have like ten minutes of his set. But Bart Reed comes up, he's like, "I've got pneumonia right now," just in the middle of the song. It's yeah, it's very good. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's just amazing that there's a 
that you can do that around here. You know, that there's enough bands towards like, we're going to do a thing where it's like all night and it's all local music for yeah. a Halloween thing. And yeah, they that just, is nuts. I hadn't thought about that. Like, yeah, because, yeah, there's like what? There's like six or maybe more venues going on the whole time. Oh, yeah, at least like eight or ten, I feel like. And there's all they're they're only ever like twenty or thirty minute sets, right? Because yeah, they have so many cruising. people playing. Uh huh. And for yeah, it to be like, in such a quantity to where like I'm trying, bands. yeah, where I have to like try to decide who I want to go see. You know? And sometimes you don't even watch the whole set because you're like, shoot, I gotta go catch. Yeah, it's like the I gotta get over here. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's fun though, because it's also fun because it brings out all those little venues that you that normally aren't music venues, like that underground one. Yeah, that one's slick. Yeah, the one that's just like kind of like in a random hallway almost. Yeah, in like a cave, it feels like yeah, underneath yeah. the wedding dress shop. Yep. You don't want to jump too high, you're going to hit your head. Yeah, that <laughs> one's a ride. Oh, man. Speaking of moments, you actually mentioned it. You texted me just before. And I was actually thinking about Wallfly. Oh, me too. When I was. Uh, Every time I think about local music. Yeah. And just speaking of moments in local music, I feel like at this point I had been to enough shows where I expected pretty good stuff from whoever got up at Belor. Yeah. But we were standing there and it was they were opening for Stewart, I think. And I just, just I missed this one too. You, you were texting you did, me about this one. And I was really sad because they came on and they played Accident Freak at the beginning. <laughs> where they yeah. start off and it's just all like the percussion, like the dun, dun, you know kind of yeah. like really slow <laughs> and then they come on with the deep voice and then it just yeah. like hits you in the face with a bunch of like oh huge synths and stuff and asher basically just started like it's not like rapping but it's speaking very rhythmically just like yeah kind of singing and i remember being like whoa hey what is uh what's going on here and i've never been more hyped in my life i think that was just well, quite the moment that's yeah that's like a good example because like we talked a little bit about the veterans or the people who have like gone really far, but then every now and then too, because of this whole like vibe, the energy, the experience, there's like, cause I, I'm pretty sure no one in, at, in Wallfly at the time was like much older than like 18 or 19. Like they're all pretty young guys. Yeah. And they just like showed up. I don't think they played it. Maybe like, maybe no shows. I don't know. Like not very many shows. Nobody really knew who they were, and they just got up and just, yeah, delivered this musical experience. Like, and that's just so cool. There's been a couple of those, but that's like one of my favorite memories. Those guys, because they were so unique. But where it's just like young guys really getting, I don't know, just getting a once in a lifetime opportunity, and they're playing with those guys that are super good. You know, they're opening for them or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. Or now Asher, he plays with Robbie too, right? And his yeah. Dude. Yeah. yeah, he's like a keyboarder guy. He, I don't know what Asher's doing, man, but it's the right stuff. Because yeah, he's, he's just, he's just he's so great. out there. Like it's so different. Everything, like, uh, what is it, Sneaky Freaky Boyfriend? <laughs> oh yeah, that song's not on Spotify anymore. And Asher, if you hear this somehow, please, give, I know. The, give the people it's, what they want. Seriously, I don't, I don't know. Do you know? Do you have to pay to have music on Spotify? I thought it was just like you put it up there. I think you do. But he already why. he has two other ones on there, and I don't know the logistics of that, like per track yeah. or per album or whatever. But I know you have to pay at least a little bit. Cause yeah, when I go to my like songs by Wallfly, they're in there, grayed out. It's <sighs> like 
they existed, but I can't listen to them. I've still got the CD under my bed, so it, it still <laughs> exists. I can still hear yeah. it. Yeah, that, oh, that's right. And then we saw them at, what was that thing called? Like Lolo? That was a wild night. Yeah, because that we was went, cool. We went to that, and then immediately afterwards, we went and saw Penguin, Mofex, and Sego. Oh, yeah. Which was also. And we saw we saw Teilani. Yeah, Teilani awesome. as well. Teilani was and a lot of fun. Neo Soul. Great. Sadly, he's out of town right now. I mean, also if yeah. he was in town, it wouldn't really, you couldn't really yeah, play some right. shows. I guess no one's playing anything right now. But yeah, that was so fun too because you just show up to this random. I've never even heard of it, and it's this really crazy, almost like backstage of your high school theater-looking building, and someone had baked pies, and you're just hanging out, listening to music, eating some pie. You know? That oh was yeah, a, that's right. They had so much good free food. Yeah, that was a I great experience. About that. Yeah, you know, that was really cool. There's a lot going on around here, and it makes me sad now that yeah. there's not right now anything going on. I know. It really is sad. It's, it's, I feel like it's hard on everyone's creativity. Yeah. Like. Definitely. Yeah, it's just been, it's been fun. It's been a huge part of my life, and I'm sad that it's not right now. And I'm just. You know what? Oh, yeah, oh, go right. for it. Well, I was going to say, one other, uh, one other like memory of the lore memory that i think about a lot and i'm pretty sure you were there for it was oka oh yeah that, right? that was crazy that was another one where i had zero expectations they were opening for the solarists actually um and i went i was going to see the solarists and and yeah i didn't i had never heard of them and they came out and just delivered something amazing that i just was not expecting they got They've got, I don't know, I think two of their members are Asian guys, right? And he played that instrument that I don't know what it is, it like the like lay down a, guitar. It looks like a dulcimer, but it was enormous. And yeah. I think it was some sort of like Japanese or Asian kind of thing. And oh, man. And they, yeah, they had that energy and they had some that, that uniqueness. And it was just, it was, that was, that was an awesome show. And I still love them. Have you, have you listened to their album they released this year? No, I didn't know they were still doing stuff. They weren't. Cause he was, they were like, they were like a live artist for a yoga studio. <laughs> like every day, like that's their job. They would like go like play uh transient, like, or not transient. Like, what am I trying to say? Like kind of like background Brian Eno, like, uh, Ambient. type stuff ambient that's the word i was looking for ambient music and so this album's really ambient but it's really cool it's super unique and there's a couple really like the songs that still move pretty intensely on there but Man. but yeah they're they're cool how did i forget i gotta write all this down or something I made, because i made a list oh. let me let me just read you my list of names and we don't have to go in because i just want to get them all out there and that was kind of my thought like no way we're gonna have time to talk about everyone but at least I can say their name. So I, I wrote down Oka, Stu Cool, Robert Loud, Penguin Mofex, Sago, Coral Bones, Wallfly, Jen Blossom, Grove, Noble Bodies, Fictionist, The Moth in the Flame, Book on Tapeworm, Imagine Dragons, The National Parks, New Shack, Mr. Tape, Casa Doom, The Aces, Jump Monk, and Dead Tooth. Yeah, like, and those are all guys I've seen, and they're all just awesome. Hey, here's another moment. You said Moth in the Flame, and it reminded me of their, uh, was that the Valor, like, some anniversary, their 20-something 
where they had just all the boys come back and everyone yeah. was like covering each other's stuff and they were like featuring each other and they Kay. would like come out randomly for a song i just remembered two moments but the first one was i think it was penguin mofex covered that one song by moth in the flame i don't know what it's called but it's like my favorite one by them it's one of their bigger ones too is I'm it young gonna, and unafraid no maybe actually let me i'm just gonna read some of their stuff here to see if i can find they, out while, while you're reading that they're really awesome um they he's got a really unique voice and their music is really Ooh. cool yeah Go sorry ahead. it was sorry Penguin oh, Mofex yeah. was covering oh, Sorry, and then some guy came so out good. in some, like, giant fox head or something. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. And then it was, yep. what's his name, the singer for Moth in the Flame? Brandon. Brandon. And then it was just this wild, like, oof. That was crazy. I really like his I remember voice. that. He's being, really cool. Yeah, that was nuts. And then probably I will stand by that one of my favorite live media experiences of my life, hands down, was uh, Sego and Timmy the Teeth playing where have all the cowboys gone yes (laughs) that was crazy i never wanted that to end i was like this is the only problem i have with this is that it's going to be over and i'm not recording all of it gosh yeah but oh man yeah see so like i saw but i've seen a bunch of artists like a bunch of times and they're always great but yes, most of my favorite memories are when they like did some random one-off thing and I never heard about it again. Yeah, really. Like though. bands that covered something that I was like, holy what? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that's that's just nice. I love how also it's not really this you have a band and you're competing for time or anything. It's yeah. always been a community of people just trying to do the best thing they can together and just have a good time. Yeah. And I think that's what really sets it apart is that everybody's friends. Yeah. Well, and, and this is kind of like um, throwback to when we were talking about that wallfly show we went to and, but like the music scene, which was really successful inspires other like creative things, like people freaking making food and bringing it to the weird show thing. Yeah. Or like I was talking to, I called Clint before this and I was like, Hey, who am I forgetting? Just to ask him, you know, like what bands or whatever I should mention. And we were talking about Troy Lloyd and his freaking, like Instagram. He he used to make these hilarious videos just like, but yeah, just like comedy and art, like actual art that the, uh, the rooftop concert series always had the coolest posters and they would get like local artists to do them. And it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just really cool. Just like artists, you know, of all genres coming yeah. around, showing their stuff. And yeah, it's very supportive and very like, I don't know. Yeah, it's neat. I, I've loved the whole thing and I've loved the little bit I've been able to participate in it with making some tapes. Yeah. That's been a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Doing that, that. You know, I sp- so yeah, I'll I'll elaborate on that because you won't toot your own horn, but Evan Evan makes some some sweet tapes. He's got what do you got? Y'all the tape deck, all the recording stuff, and multiple artists have reached out to you to like have them record their stuff on tape so they can sell it as merch. And I did about the nothing that you can do, which is cut out stuff and fold it and put it in there. But that was fun, and it was just fun to yeah to like 
get behind the table a little bit, behind the stage a little bit. Well, that's and, the, uh, the fun part is that you can. And that's like, I'm not even, I play some music, but I'm not in any position to make something and perform it. But it's just fun to be in there and be a part of it and talk to all the guys. And yeah, it's that was a blast. I'd like to do that more, but I'm also, tapes are just finicky. And right now I'm not in a position to uh, be doing that. Just because oh. my my tried and true, the mega tape deck, my my boy, the last run of, I think I did like 40 tapes for Stuart. I'm like the last, the second to last or the last tape, it just crapped out. And yeah. I was really sad because it was a great tape deck and it's hard to get good ones. But the recording <laughs> head or something just couldn't hang anymore. And if you try to buy a new one, they're, they cost a lot of money and it's just a lot of work. But I've got to figure yeah. it out. I got to get another good one. I have a decent one right now that I think I can fix up, but it'd be it'd be good to get back into that. Yeah. Do really small run stuff. That's my favorite part. Yeah. I really liked those tapes I did for Stuart. Alexis helped me a ton with that. Yeah. She really put in the time, but we made some stamps and other stuff. It was it was a lot of fun. But I still like my Chuck Buckets mixtapes, man. Those things are great. Yeah, you got the first runs of my probably <laughs> terrible sound quality mixtapes. <laughs> Yeah, that's just that's just the experience with tapes, you know. It's just like it's got that unique, unique uh, sound quality. The unique. Or <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> when it when it cut off in the middle of a song because the tape ended. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Also a classic. I have so many that I made for myself that were same thing. I was just like, I want this on there, but it's not gonna. I don't know if it's gonna fit. And then you find out by the tape cutting off that it's it's not gonna fit. Yeah. But. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> well, are we missing anything? I'm sure we I are. Mean, but, uh, yes, but man. how are you going to do it all? Yeah, you can't do it all. You know, I'm going to say one one other. I got one more last story. If you have one more or whatever. Um, noble Bodies. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to say them because we mentioned before Neon Trees. They uh, they played, they used to play, they they kind of were local here and then they got big. And, and uh and but Noble Bodies is the same drummer. Oh, shoot, I can't remember her name. Elaine but Bradley. Elaine, yeah, Elaine Bradley. And she started another band with the the uh, BYU religion professor, right? Isn't that what? Or his seminary teacher or something? Yeah, I think he did teach religion at BYU or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and they and they have I don't know. You could probably tell better than I can. What what would you call their genre? I don't even know. Like it's like it's between hard rock and like punk. It's some yeah. fusion of the two. Yeah, but they're so they're like pretty intense, which is it's fun. But it's but I think it's cool because like to me, you know, I'm taking some liberties and making some assumptions here, but I'm assuming Elaine was like, okay, super fun that I'm doing Neon Trees, but I miss that small town little concert venue vibe, and it's just cool that she's like this professional musician with this super successful band that tours still i'm sure and and she just shows up for these again like these eight dollar provo city you know local concerts to just play the scene and get that energy of that small room and and she's you know she's fine opening for other bands that, that are you know i don't know it's just neat I it's feel like really it would be fun to tour. I mean, I'm speaking from zero experience here, but <laughs> yeah. I feel like it would be just so much fun 
to just like I love going to bigger shows. I love Kilby Court. I love all that yeah. stuff. I mean, bigger, but Kilby Court's <laughs> kind of the same idea as Valor, yeah. just like a garage out there. That's a whole nother topic in and of itself. But I love the bigger shows, the touring bands and everything. But I could go and see the same three bands at Valor every weekend for the rest <laughs> of my we life. Which we do. Yeah, and that's we true. We always were And going. we will do. <laughs> yeah. Always going to see the boys. Yeah. But, yeah, man. And that's thinking about raising a child. It's like, I kind of, that's one of the things, like, getting me to think about, maybe I should stick around. Just like the Utah yeah. area. Because it's like, I would love to take a, like, as a kid, I would have. I don't even know what I would have thought of that. Like, cause live music was such a foreign concept to me as a kid. And if I could take a, take a kid there and be like, Hey son, check this out. You can do this. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. Cause all the guys are so cool. And like I've said it a million times. You can just hang out with the guys like Elaine Bradley. She's toured the world and done all sorts of stuff. But even then you go to a show of noble bodies at Valor and she's just hanging out. Afterwards, yeah, go talk just, to her and say, nice work. Yeah. And, and she's so appreciative. And she's like, thank you. Yeah. And she'll just talk to you. And it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. everybody does that. And it's the coolest thing. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts? Uh, just feeling sad that uh, everything's shut down, but everything's broke for the future. Yeah. That's the thing. It's hard because I, the more, the, as much as I thought about this, I was like, there's no way I'll one say everything I want to. The second we stop recording, I'll be like, there were 38 other things I should have said. <laughs> and then yeah. also it's like, I just want to do the whole thing justice. And you can't unless you show up and experience it. Yeah. Like it's been unreal. It's crazy. I can't wait for everything to start up. That's the first place I'm going after yeah. the pandemic's done is, is back to Valor. Even if they're yep. not open, I'm just going to sit outside and think about it. <laughs> I know we we drove past it. We're we're not in Provo anymore, but we drove past it the other day, and I like had this like it was like a heart wrenching feeling. Like man, my old home. Yeah, really though. Ah. Yeah. Good old Valor. Well, if you're listening to this and you you're in the position to help out Valor, they have a donation thing up. I think still. I'm not sure, but if you can, toss them a couple bucks. We'll go a long way. They need the help right now. Yeah. Because that's how all music venues, I think, are doing right now. They're having a rough time because they can't really do yeah. anything. But, and yeah. if you're listening to this in the future and COVID's over, go see a show at the Valor. Yeah, be there. See me. Say hello. I will be there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's going to be, we're going to let them fly. I think that's going to be it.